I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. And this is YWYA. Hi guys! Welcome back to YWYA. Uh, thank you for your patience as we were on our holiday hiatus. Uh, we're happy to be back and recording and so excited to be back at it. Yeah, in this new year we're going to try to change some stuff up, um, do a more consistent recording schedule, and maybe have some consistent themes for our episodes. Yeah, we're also going to be adding in monthly book talks where we read uh, the same book and we ask you guys to join us if you want to do that so you can listen to our review of that book, um, which is a fun little book club thing. We're also going to get our own social media and start working on that. We really want to make this um, an in-depth hobby. Yeah, we want to make this more cohesive and fun. Yeah, exactly, because we enjoy it and we want you guys to um, enjoy it along with us. So yeah, so hit that five star button on iTunes. We talk about YA books on here. So just a refresher on who we are. If this is your first time joining us, I'm Kales and I uh, know about YA books because I read them, but I also am a bookseller at a local bookstore um, and I work at a local library district. Yeah, and I'm Allison, and I am a bona fide librarian now. You are! <laughs> That's right! Um, yeah, and I have always loved YA. It's my favorite genre, so. Yeah. And I also have a BookTube channel if you want to check that out on Kale's Corner, and um, all that information is linked on our website, uh, yweya.weebly.com. Yeah, so that's who we are, and we're going to be talking about our best and worst books that we read in 2017, which should be fun. Yeah, so we have two, we each have three of best and three of worst. Yeah, and these are books that we read in 2017, not necessarily books that came out in 2017. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so we picked only YA books because even though we mainly read YA and we love young adult fiction, we do branch out. Um, I find it part easy part of my job if I read more than just one genre. Um, Same. But, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we're, we're book lovers and we are in the book industry, so it, it makes sense for us to read more than that. However, YA is definitely our favorite. So we picked our best and worst YAs of the year. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with best or worst? Let's start positive and go negative. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds great. That's not what I did on my best and worst video, which um, in case anybody wants to watch it, I did a best and worst video of all the books that I read. So I included other books than YA, and I did the least ones that I, the worst ones first, and then I did the positive ones. And everybody likes it when I rant about books, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> if if Kales can talk about this book every day, because I have talked about it on the last three videos I've published, it's called Speak Easy, Speak Love by Mikkel George, and I love this book. It is a historical fiction 1920s retelling of Much Ado About Nothing by William Shakespeare, and it is brilliant and witty and fantastic and it's just got all the right recipe for a Shakespeare retelling. And I love that somebody did a Shakespeare retelling that isn't like Midsummer Night's Dream or something. Like, I love that it's one of his more obscure comedies. I mean, it's one of my favorite comedies. Um, my friend Jane and I share a love of this story. I loved it. It was the last book I read of 2017. And it was just a great way to end a year. I was going to say, I feel like you read that one very recently because you haven't talked to me about it very much. No, I been... literally read it while we were on vacation. I finished it on New Year's Eve. Yeah. That's like awesome. the morning of. That does sound good. And then I had to go to the library and buy more books because I ran out of books on the trip that I brought. <laughs> How many did you bring? Five. And you ran out of them within like five days. Pretty much. So one of my favorite books of the year was one that I got an arc of. Um, 
and that was A Flame in the Mist by Renee Ade. <laughs> and I just named Michaela Reed. The Wrath of the Dawn! The and she didn't like it, but we're not going to talk about it because okay, it's going to be... A, I don't. I'm going to stop. I'm never stop. Said. That's fine. But, so, what, this was one of my absolute favorite books. It was kind of like... If I had to be abstract about it, I would say it was like Robin Hood meets Mulan. So Okay, see, that sounds cool to me. <laughs> but then there's got to be magic. Like a tiny bit. Really? Yeah, like not that much and not till the end. But so, so basically it's a story of, um, it's set in feudal Japan. And okay. it's a story of a girl who is engaged to marry like one of the emperor's sons of his, from his harem. Um, and she, on her way to the palace for this marriage, her carriage is attacked and everyone is killed except for her. She managed just to hide. Um, and she is convinced that it is, was this, um, group of men who live out in the forest, very Robin Hood-esque, who attacked for some political reason. I'm forgetting why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she disguises herself as a boy and joins their ranks in order to try to kill the leader, like, to infiltrate the, the group. I'd be down for this. Why do I feel like I don't... Probably because I judged a book by its author. Truly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up. Stop looking at me and like so, that. And so there is... So it's got everything that I love. It's got action. It's got a little bit of magic. It's got really good romance. Um, and it's got, like, this mysterious element where she doesn't know who is to blame, and she start, her, her mind changes a lot, so I really... It was a really compelling read. That's awesome. And the second one comes out this year, and I'm very There's excited. There's a second one, too? Yeah, it's a trilogy. Uh, okay. Or maybe a duology. I could put that one on my list. The next book that I have that's on my best books list is Blood for Blood. It was incredible, and it is the second in duology, and the first one, um, Wolf by Wolf, is about... It's an alternative historical fiction... His, uh, alternate history, excuse me, and it's about this girl who is a Jew who is experimented on by the Nazis and the Nazis win World War II and then she is able to change her skin to look like other people and her goal is to kill Hitler for the resistance and in order to do that she joins a motorcycle race that is hosted by the Hitler Youth and if you win you meet Hitler. Oh my so <laughs> it sounds so complicated but I swear it's not and it's so gripping and so good and you meet all of these characters and it's thrilling and Blood for Blood is kind of where it all unravels and I, I can't tell you about that book specifically because I'd be ruining stuff in Wolf by Wolf and you really just gotta read the two but Blood for Blood was this just mind-blowing amazing conclusion to this story and I'm so glad it was two books because it would have made one really honking big one and it just was satisfying and good and not satisfying in the way that you necessarily would want but <laughs> meaning that it probably doesn't get the happy ending that Allison likes, but still so good. So good. Happy endings are important to me sometimes. Right. Because my next book <laughs> is <clears throat> Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. Okay. Six of Crows is has been hyped and everyone probably knows about it, but basically it's a story about a group of teenage criminals who, in this fantasy world... Um, are trying to get by, and they end up having to break into an impenetrable fortress to rescue a hostage, well, steal a hostage, uh, and they get, there's double crossing, and there's, the this group of kids hasn't 
worked together before and they all have their own they all have a perspective except for one which is weird i but it's important and um it's really good and it's really devastating <laughs> and they like the main character kaz well i guess they're all main characters but he's kind of like the leader of the group um has this whole history that you go through and it's just so compelling and it's really long and it is again a duology mm -hmm. and it is not a book that has that perfect happy ever after um either in the for the first book or for the duology but the story and the characters were so compelling that it was worth it to get to the point they got to. So nice. Definitely one of my favorite books. And I've made like everyone I talked to, I'm like, you have to read this book. My last one on my best list for 2017 is Ramona Blue by Julie Murphy. I can't stop talking about this book. I can't stop raving about Ramona Blue. I just think about it a lot. Like, I just want to go back and reread it because it comes up to me. And you know, Ramona Blue is about this six foot three blue haired lesbian girl who it lives in rural Mississippi and is very poor. Her sister gets pregnant out of wedlock and sorry, I just, I see, I, see, I get there and I start thinking about all of it and I'm trying to just describe it to you and instead I'm thinking about all the little intricacies and the character development and the way it was written and it's just, you become so sympathetic to the characters. Ramona just tries so hard. And so anyway, continuing with the plot is that her best friend from childhood moves back in with his grandparents like down the street or something and she starts to develop feelings for him so she really has to re-examine her sexual identity it wasn't like she you know had thought that loving a boy was wrong she doesn't think loving a girl is wrong either but there was no the conflict was in wait i thought i knew myself and not whether or not it's right or wrong yeah it's about whether it's right or wrong for me so my third one is kind of an obscure one, The Alchemists of Loom by Elise Kova. And it's her first, like, published... It's her first book that I don't think has been um, hybrid published. Yeah. So it's her first, like, official published hardback book. Um, and it's really unique, I think. It's a fantasy world where... There are guilds of humans, and they all have separate territories, and it's kind of a kind of a crappy, kind of a crappy place to live. But one day, this is like prehistory for the book. But one day, uh, somebody creates a flying machine. So it's like steampunk. Somebody mm -hmm. creates a flying machine and breaks through the cloud cover and discovers there's an entire other civilization on islands in the sky, and they're dragon. They're dragon people. Oh my god. And so then the dragon people know that the, the humans are down low, down below them and they take over everything. So at this point, at the point the story, story starts, the main character uh, is kind of like, she used to be revolutionary for the humans trying to fight against the rule of Nova, which is the dragon kingdom. And she has a bunch of implants of dragon parts and organs and things that give her magic. And it's just super interesting and super unique and she's a gunslinger and I love it. And it's a trilogy and she finished it. Um, the last book just came out. So it's something that I had never really, I, I, I like the conflation of dragons and Allison has a thing for dragons. I like dragons, but the conflation of dragons and steampunk, which is, I also really like, 
Um, and the dragons aren't like flying dragons. They're just like humanoids. They don't. They can't fly. They're more like dragonborns. Yeah, like, they're from like D and D. From the Dungeons and Dragon, Dragonborn. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I love that we didn't have a single book that was the same. I know. Us. Welcome to our entire reading list. <laughs> this is great. I think I think it gives variety to our readers and it gives variety to us. Let's get to the worst ones. Okay. Do you want to start? What shall I bash first? Let's start with these broken stars because that one is not the one that I like go ham on. <laughs> but oh my god, these broken stars was one of the worst. It was so bad. It is this sci-fi romance. I just was really sad because this book just sucked so bad. It's like this high-class preppy princess girl who's like the daughter of the general and then this like low-born, you know, rugged man. Might as well be freaking Titanic. And then they like the their big old space cruise ship crashes and they're the only two survivors on this unknown planet. No one knows where they are. And then there's, like, weird-ass aliens on the planet that are, like, actually ghosts. It makes no sense. The love story was predictable and cliche and dumb. And the only reason I finished this book was because it was a traveling book that I received. And I didn't want to not finish the traveling book to honor the system of traveling books. But, bleh. Seems like that book sucked for you because it was just the most stereotypical cliche thing I've almost ever read all year. Right, there was nothing unique about it. No, there was not a single thing. I could have told you everything that happened except for maybe the ghost aliens because I was like, what? <laughs> but it was like lost. They like landed on the lost island and it, things were just weird. I would have, I would not have been surprised if a polar bear came out of nowhere. One of mine was, which I think this was a popular author in a popular series, and so I was kind of disappointed that I didn't like it, was Sea of Shadows by Kelly Armstrong. I have never heard of this. So it's a trilogy, and, like, I I had seen it a lot on, like, Bookstagram and people talking about it, and I was like, oh, it sounds cool. And it's these twin sisters who, one of them, they live in this area. I'm trying to remember. It's been so long, and I probably blocked it out. They live in a place where one of them is, like, the keeper, and so she... Oh. There's a forest where people are sent to be exiled. <laughs> That's what it is. There's a forest! There's a sea! There's a snow mountain! I don't I know. know! I know. There's a forest where people are sent to be... When they aren't going to be executed, but they're being exiled. Okay. And they just expect you to go die. Um, and one of the sisters, like, magically, one of the sisters is the person who, like, lays those souls to rest in the forest so that they don't haunt the land and the other sister is the one who like keeps safe okay and i was like that's kind of a cool concept well no because it's weird and then they like goes bad and there's like giant monsters everywhere all of a sudden and they just they like go on some journey and they're traveling forever and there's two guys but it's like unclear it's like a weird love triangle but for both girls like like each girl is like has some kind of weird thing with each guy it's very strange and then there was just a lot of moving parts there was a lot of moving parts not a lot of like storytelling i don't think like and the characters were the the twins were both insufferable in different ways cool (laughs) one of them was like super it was like the way they were characterized on purpose but one of them was like super meek and the other one was like way too hard like hot-headed and I just I just didn't like it at all and I was sad because I was like this is kind of a cool concept and I wish they would just would have stayed in the ghost forest and dealt with the ghosts not like 
there was all of a sudden some barrier to the demon realm broke open or something. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. That just sounds unnecessarily complicated. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot and not a lot of, like, made, not a lot of what happened made me interested. My second worst book that I read this year was called Exquisite Captive. And this was a terrible book. And I was sad because it had such great potential. Like, listen to this plot line. There's an underground black market for genies. Okay. Okay? So, like, rich, high, high-end high people can purchase genies trapped in bottles. Gin. And they become enslaved to the master and grant three wishes. And then they, like, pass the genie onto people, right? And they're stealing the genies from this other world. There's, like, a portal to a whole other realm that's very uh, Wonder Woman-y because they have, like, these warrior women who, like, you know, protect the kingdom and stuff. It, it, and, like, there's this woman who is one of those warrior women who's the last of her kind trapped in this caravan, right, this black market, and she is enslaved to this one man who somehow figured out how to, like, immune himself. He has, like, an Achilles heel type of thing. He can't get harmed. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden... A, a, the, there's a war that breaks out in the other world and, like, a revolutionary comes through to try and collect her back to come help them. Okay. okay so I know it sounds all weird, but the reason I... But I just loved the whole idea I mean, of, like, this like undermarket a- black... Like, black market gin thing, and it was, like, this... It yeah. just was really interesting. It's and, a unique idea. Right. Sucked. Terrible. Awful. One, the main character was, like, the chosen princess of what-da-da-da-da. And, like, then then there was this terrible love triangle because she is enslaved to this man. Mm. Enslaved to him. He emotionally abuses her. You find out he's, like, half-demon, so he physically abuses her. He gives her, like, the severe concussion. And, and... But she falls in love with him. Just enough. Like... For him to be like, oh, no, but you really love me and how, you know, and all this stuff. And so then the revolutionary boy who, like, comes in, who's trying to save her, trying to use her to to get back and help with the cause. Oh, yeah, you find out he killed, she killed his father. So she can't ever really love him because she's guilt-ridden. And then she's, like, also in love with this guy who abuses her. And I was like, mm, nope. And then the whole story builds up to the three of them having to go hunt down this secret thing together. What? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It's terrible. It's awful. But you finished it. Yes, because I kept hoping that she would, like, redeem herself and get away from this awful guy. And literally, like, one of the last things he says to her was, like, you kissed me back and, like, there's real feelings. And she, like, thinks about it and he taunts her about having killed, that he knows that he, she killed the dude's father. Oh, God, it was just so bad. And I will never, ever, 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 ever condone relationships where there's abuse. Yeah. Never do it. Won't ever root for that. Yeah, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Literally enslaved to him. Like, bracelets. <laughs> she can't... He can pull her to him, summoning, and he, like... It's so wrong. It's so wrong. Your um, second really terrible one. My second really terrible one is called Towards a Secret Sky. You read the most random sh- Okay, so I think Towards a Secret Sky was actually self-published. Towards a Secret Sky was so bad. It was, like, I guess maybe, like, a Beauty and the Beast. No. Well, maybe. Partial, maybe partially inspired by Beauty and the Beast. Um, basically, it's about this town. Where, it was an intriguing plot. Right? There, there was a town where you had to be inside by a certain time at night because you, there was a... 
I hope this is the right book I'm talking about. Because um, <laughs> other, because otherwise you will get like taken by like these fae beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the main girl, of course, doesn't get home in time, and she gets surrounded by these fae beings. Dun 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 dun. But the like leader of these people sees her and insta love mate bond crap. And, like, (laughs) and he's, like... That's a whole other episode where McKaylee, like, struggles with the whole mate bonding thing. And then he literally, like, kidnaps her and takes her and and puts her in his house and is, like, you'll, like, learn to, like... He doesn't... He's never, like, abusive. It's just that he kidnaps her and is, like, well, you live here now. And she's, like, has all these feelings that she doesn't want to have because it's, like, a mate bond and she has no control over it. Oh, my God. And it was bad. It was bad. That sounds like exquisite Craptif bad. Like, that she's, like, enslaved to him. Enslaved to this mate bond. By the bond, yeah. He's never physically or mentally abusive to her. It's just, like, she has no agency, and that drove me insane. Oh, great. So, yeah. So, that, Towards the Secret Sky was bad, 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 bad news. Do you want me to say mine, and then you can end on your crazy rant last one? Go ahead. Okay. So, (laughs) my third one, so that Michaela can gather her thoughts. And not shout into the microphone. And not shout, yeah. Um, the third one was And I Darken by Kristen White. I am so... Okay, hold on real quick. I'm gonna talk about this. I'm really pissed off that you hate this book because I'm supposed to read this book because Now I Rise is nominated for the YA Historical Fiction Award and I'm not gonna read it. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna do it because I don't... I have no... Here's the problem. I love Kristen White as a person. I've met her. I've had great conversations with her. I don't want to read her books. Like, I really don't. And the fact that this is on your worst list for 2017 makes me reinforce to not want to read that for the Historical Fiction Awards. Anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, BookTube does a YA um, awards that we do, and I'm one of the judges for Historical Fiction. You can go watch my whole video about how all the books nominated are not Historical Fiction, and it pisses me off. One of the books that is nominated is Now I Rise, which is the sequel to And I Darken. I'm done now. So what I, but something I was going to say is I think... I know this is one of my worst works of 2017, but I honestly think that you would like it more than I do. I still don't want to read it. That's fair, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and I was going to say that before you went on your little rant. Like, Sorry. I think that Andrew Darkin is a historical reimagining of the story of Vlad the Impaler, who was the inspiration for Dracula. Yes. It's Vlad the Impaler if, if Vlad the Impaler was a girl. Yes. Um, there are parts of this book that I actually really liked. There are LGBT characters that are really great. Uh, there is a really interesting, like, female power structure that I really liked, but it was so damn long and covered so many different, like, scenes of her life. It literally starts when she's four and it goes until she's, like... 18. Jesus. And it's not like, oh, we're four for a minute and now we're 18. No. It's like, we're four and then we're 10 and then we're 11 and then we're 12 and then we're 13. Like, and it it goes forever and she ends up being in a relationship with this, the like leader of Persia. There's a love triangle between the, okay, so the leader of Persia, she is like with her, but her brother is also in love with him. Because he's the LGBT character. Okay. And it's, like, so they, like, their sibling relationship is really hard for me to read because they were very 
awful to each other. <laughs> they like, they were like the only people that they had in the f world. And then they like just double cross each other all the time. Like Loki and Thor. Yeah, I guess. And, I, and so I, I don't know. I just, it just, I, I read all the way through it, but I really just thought it was going to be more empowering than it was maybe. And maybe the, set, the next books in the trilogy will be because she like leaves that relationship to go be Vlad the Impaler. Um, but it was just hard to read and it was very long. It was really dense and there was just too much information shoved in and it was long, but it was still too much information shoved into one, one book. And normally you like those lengthy books too. I do like lengthy books, but the pa maybe it was the pacing. It was just like, we literally covered 15 years. Wow. I have, I have no interest in that book whatsoever. Anybody who knows me and who has watched my best and worst videos knows how much I hate because you love to hate me. I cannot stand this book. I am pissed off that it even exists. I read it because I was asked to do a book club, Once Upon a Book Club. This one sounded interesting because it, it's 13 booktubers gave plots to 13 YA authors and they wrote short stories about villains. It's guys. It's complete awful crap because like one, the plots that were given were so terrible. Like I couldn't, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. How uncreative can you booktubers be? Like it was so, so just uncreative, unimaginative, really stupid ones. And I just was like, I don't even understand where did you get this idea from? And so like, I felt like the authors could do nothing but write crap. And they were expected to write these, like, villain origin stories in short amount of time. And I just, it wasn't redeeming or good. There were two of them that I actually thought were okay. And believe it or not, they were written by V.E. Schwab and Marissa Meyer. And it, because those were actually kind of decent. But just, it was so terrible to me. And I was really disappointed. And I just, I, I feel like it's a waste of trees. I really believe that it was just a marketing ploy. And it sucks because I like a lot of those authors and their work. And I like a lot of those booktubers and their work. But if you're going to do this project, do better. Like, I just feel like it gave booktubers a bad name because it was cheesy and juvenile and just dumb. I am disappointed it even exists. And fight me on it. <laughs> Anybody who wants to fight me on it, come at me, bro. I will, I will take you on. Um, and again, no disrespect to the authors. I mentioned how much I enjoy their work and no respect to the booktubers. I admire a lot of them and what they do, but this was, this was dumb. Yeah. Like you said, it seemed like a marketing ploy that was just unnecessary. It wasn't even well executed either. Just what... What was even the point? I struggle with anthologies in general, so I never even attempted to read it. I like short stories, but I don't like anthologies. I struggle with anthologies, but if it's a collection of short stories, normally by one author, that one I like generally. I could give you, I, I think I did a video a while ago that was even like short stories I love. Three best, three worst. And again, we didn't read any of the same worst books. Probably because we warned each other off of them. <laughs> I know, we did. I think, because Allison and I are very vocal to each other about what we 
like and what we don't like in books that we read. And that's part of the reason we started this podcast was we were like, we should just record our conversations. And now we do. And so that being said, though, we'd love if you liked this recording of our conversations and we would love to have you join in on the conversations. You can comment on our social media links, all of which are on our website, ybya.weebly.com. Um, we'll be coming out with another podcast in about two weeks or so. And that one is going to be a review of the book that we're reading this month, which is... My Lady Jane. Let us know what some of your best and worst books that you read in 2017 were. Yeah, and if you disagree with us, let us know, and we'll have a conversation about it. Fight me. Come at me, bro. (laughs) Come at me, bro. Or about the best ones. You can disagree with the best ones, too, but... Fight me. (laughs) Come at me, bro. (laughs) Yeah, well, that being said, I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. Now go read the thing.